This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers. Welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. This week, we're taking a look at some disability film history to continue our celebration of disability pride. Today's episode could be sponsored by you. If you would like to sponsor an episode, visit ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod and make a donation. Every donation gets a shout out in a future episode and your donations help keep the pod running. If you like this episode, share it and the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is absolutely the best way to grow this podcast and our community. And please make sure you are rating and reviewing the podcast on your preferred platform. It really helps me out. For questions, comments, or ideas, email badattitudespod at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Follow at badattitudespod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We're now also on Threads. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. My experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. Depending on your age and your willingness to watch in black and white, you may not be familiar with the movie The Best Years of Our Lives. I've seen it multiple times in part and in whole, mostly because my dad is a big fan of that era of film. The Best Years of Our Lives was released in 1946 and is one of the first films to focus on the impact of World War II on returning soldiers. The film follows three soldiers who all return to the same hometown and their differing struggles. Fred, who is struggling to find a better job than drugstore soda jerk. Al, who is trying to return to his normal life as a banker and family man, but is finding solace from his struggles in alcohol. And Homer, a soldier who lost both his hands in the war and is struggling to come to terms with his disability. For this episode, we'll be focusing on Homer and the actor who portrayed him, Harold Russell. Although Homer is not the first disabled character depicted on screen, he may well be one of the first portrayed by a disabled actor. Harold Russell was a soldier in World War II who lost both arms during a training exercise when an explosive he was holding detonated. Director William Wyler advocated for the hiring of Russell because he wanted someone who could honestly portray the role of Homer. He even prevented the producers from getting Russell acting lessons prior to filming. Wyler himself acquired severe hearing loss while serving in the same war. What is so notable about the best years of our lives and the character of Homer is the honest depiction of disability. The character's disability is handled with sensitivity and dignity without devolving into inspirational drivel. It also doesn't shy away from the difficulties faced by Homer after his injuries. The film focuses on shots such as Homer putting on a jacket or lighting a cigarette with his prosthetic hooks, tasks made much more difficult for an amputee. Homer also worries that his childhood sweetheart will no longer be interested in marrying him, that he won't be able to care for or provide for a family, and that he will have lost an essential part of who he is. The movie also makes sure to highlight joy in Homer's life. 
One such scene shows Homer playing chopsticks on the piano at the local bar. It's a deceptively simple scene, but carries a lot of weight. Clearly, there is still joy to be found in a disabled life, despite the devastation many people would expect. Harold Russell won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for the role of Homer Parrish in The Best Years of Our Lives. He was also given an honorary Oscar earlier in the same ceremony for bringing aid and comfort to disabled veterans through the medium of motion pictures. The Academy wanted to honor Russell as a non-professional actor, but wasn't sure he would win in the competitive category. It is the only time two Oscars have been awarded for the same role. Russell did not continue with an acting career, mostly due to the dearth of roles available to a double amputee actor with hook-hand prosthetics. He returned to school and later became the national commander of AMVETS. John F. Kennedy appointed Russell as the vice chairman of the Presidential Committee for the Employment of Disabled People. He was promoted to chairman by Lyndon Johnson and reappointed as chairman by Richard Nixon. Russell did act a few more times in his later years, but always played a wounded veteran. I am personally someone who can and does enjoy black and white movies and TV, but I know that can be off-putting for some people. If you're one of those people who refuses to watch black and white productions, I've got to say you're really missing out. Does this mean you've never seen an episode of I Love Lucy, The Dick Van Dyke Show, or The Andy Griffith Show? If so, you've deprived yourself of some quality entertainment. I've watched every episode of the three aforementioned shows multiple times, and I still get enjoyment out of them. Do yourself a favor and watch the best years of our lives, even if the idea of watching a black and white movie makes you uncomfortable. The fact of the matter is, even though this movie was released nearly 80 years ago, it is still incredibly relevant. The minor details have changed, of course, but the overarching theme remains the same. In 2006, Roger Ebert said, As long as we have wars and returning veterans, the best years of our lives will not be dated. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next one.